What's going on, guys? Austin here with the Third Rate Podcast for the Fourth Rate Duelist. Uh, welcome back for our second episode of the podcast. Our first one was a pretty decent success. Uh, we didn't get a ton of views, but we did get some people that actually gave us a rating and uh, said they liked the podcast, so it gave us enough motivation to do a second episode for you. And uh, Thank you, guys. We appreciate bit... it. <laughs> yeah, 100% appreciation to all you guys that are out there that are subscribed to us now on uh and I'm uh, looking forward to the next iteration. So we do have a long one today. We're going to be talking talking about a few different topics. Um, but since you guys already got the introduction from our first podcast, we'll uh, do our little weekly update that we like to do at the start of the podcast. Um, with the decks we've been playing, a few different locals reports, and just how they've been for the last uh, last week or so. I know it's on a weekly basis, but we, we do play Yu-Gi-Oh! so much in our time off that we always have something to report on. So... Uh, I uh, actually am still playing my Numeron Eldritch deck, um, and recently uh, I went to a locals uh, over the weekend. Didn't do too well. Actually went uh, one and two or one and three, and uh, it was not a great experience. I'm going to be straight up honest with you. I used to hate Drytron, still kind of do, but Sky Striker has been absolutely putting me in the dumps today or in the dumps last week. So they, uh, I ended up playing them twice in a row, and they uh, absolutely decimated me over the course of about eight or nine different phases. So, Sky Striker's a really good deck, man, when piloted properly. So it's uh, it's crazy. Did you have some? So wait, would you say you're still in the dumps? <laughs> Are you still? I don't in the know, dumps? man. I, I I really don't like Sky Striker. So. <laughs> like fair. I totally I don't under, like them totally totally respect the deck. It's 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 really good. It's just like. The way they grind and the way they recur resources is is ridiculous. That one engage just made the deck so so damn good. You know, it's it's honestly kind of insane how how good engage makes the deck. Um, yeah, I didn't do too well. I mean, the one match that I did win, I think, was against uh, oh, I can't remember who I played. Well, it was like Zodiac Eldritch or something like that, and grinded it out for about fifteen phases, and then ended up winning. It was my only match that I won, but or my only uh, duel that I won. So. Uh, other than that, you know, I usually have a pretty good success with that deck, but sometimes you just, I mean, I had a pretty shitty night of drawing some pretty bad hands, so sometimes the dice just doesn't go your way and you don't get the dice rolling. That's just how it is. You got to deal with it and kind of move on, so um, I don't know about you, Austin. You've been playing anything crazy this uh, this past week, or? You know, um, online has been kind of interesting. Uh, most of the stuff that I play on would be like EU competitive or EU uh, casual. I don't play a whole lot of And he's USA. talking about EDO Pro when he says that. Yeah, EDO Pro. If you don't have it, download it. It's a really, really great way to uh, build some decks, test out some cards, and get some of the new pre-release stuff. That's uh, something that me and Austin both use uh, very consistently on a weekly basis just to help us uh, do some test hands in our decks. Um, just because I don't have uh, the money right now to really spend a whole lot of stuff on Drytron, that's because that's what I've been playing lately. It's literally almost... A, Twelve hundred, uh, twelve hundred dollar deck, and I'm just not, I'm just not financially in that area to be spending that type of money on it. Anyway, um, yeah, I've been playing a lot of Drytron. Um, for the past couple of weeks, I've been kind of test playing with uh, getting rid of Dragoon entirely, just the Red Eyes Fusion. Because he Magician. knows the bands coming on Verde Anaconda. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm pretty much just kind of playing it as like getting rid of Dragoon entirely and seeing what my success is on it. Um, I've been doing really good with it, actually. Not too bad. Uh, the only difference is that I basically subbed out the three cards being Red Eyes Fusion, Dark Magician, and Red Eyes Black Dragon would be for Zaborg the Mega Monarch. Um, and I really enjoying basically getting rid of all of my opponent's extra decks, uh, monsters, or at least 
the ones that he chooses. Um, but yeah, and I've been running also Royal Decree as well. Running three of is an only trap that I have in my deck. Um, just to kind of stop the skill drain and the Imperial Order or the Imperm. Um, and also running one Harpy Feather Duster. And fuck me without any lube. Exactly. <laughs> but I've uh, dropped down the Herald of Greenlight from three to two. Um, just been testing different ratios with it. Uh, but it's been, yeah, it's been actually running pretty successfully without Dragoon. Even though I am playing Dragoon on practically everything else that everybody else has, so... But yeah, and you're still running. Me. You're still running purple light and green light in that in that deck as long as the, as well as the orange light, right? So three uh, orange not, light, one purple, one trap, or no? I no, I have purple light sided, and I only have that as a two of. Um, uh, but like I said, the green light was at three, and now it's down to two now. Uh, just to kind of get that, just so that way I can get that Zaborg play. I feel like it's a lot better to get that Zaborg tribute and banish my opponent's extra deck on my own turn so so what is i don't i'm not actually familiar with that card what is what does it do again the zaborg it banishes yeah. like a, a number of a number of cards in the so, deck or what zaborg the mega monarch how it works is you contribute this card by tributing one tribute summon monster um if this card is tribute summoned target one monster on the field destroy it then if it was a light monster both players uh, send as many cards as possible from their extra deck to the graveyard, but no more than the original level or rank of that monster. If this card was tribute summoned by tributing a light monster, add this additional effect. You can choose the card your opponent sends to the graveyard. So basically, you just use the Borg's uh, effect on itself, and they get rid of eight extra deck monsters, as well as yourself. Um, even though, yes, I get rid of uh, a few things. That's why I'm running three Herald of the Arclight and Elder Entity. So basically I send all that to the graveyard, get a pop from Entity, and basically get three of Arclight's effects uh, to my hand, just in case if I have like a really dead hand and all I can get really get out is Zaborg. So it's like a mass add from deck, basically, if you get that to resolve. It's kind of ridiculous, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so that's, is Arclight that's... not once per turn on the graveyard effect? Yeah, nope, it is uh, not once per it's turn. Ridiculous. It is literally that add one ritual monster or one ritual spell. So if I can tribute summon Zaborg, then I can basically get two ritual monsters and uh, my Medionis to my hand. And also getting a free pop from Elder Entity. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Honestly, that deck is, is still insane to me. And it, I, that first turn board from Drytron Man can be just can do, just be ridiculous. Um, but I will yeah, say so it is hard to get it out um, just because yeah, yeah. with its effect. Because it, cause with the Meteonis Drytron and Drytron Nova, it just it limits you to monsters that can only be normal summoned or set, not tribute summoned. So, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. So you kind of have to be really, really careful about how you play Zaborg in the deck. But it, once it gets its effect pops off, it's really, really good. I was going to say, it sounds like a good card if you can get it to resolve. That's always the question in Yu-Gi-Oh! is getting those cards to resolve. So, Cool, yeah, that's basically... I mean, you didn't have anything else to add on that, did you? On your uh, Logos Update Weekly, okay? 100%. So yeah, uh, we're going to be going into our Market Watch here. we got two cards for each of us that we're going to be looking at. Uh, we won't go through these insanely long like we did last time. Um, just because the current topic that we're going to be talking about today is pretty, uh, in depth. It's got a lot of stuff that we want to go into. So, um, the two cards that I'm going to be looking at today are, uh, Dark Magician and Junk Converter. 
Um, I think it's pretty obvious the reason why you kind of be want to look in a Dark Magician right now. All the new Dark Magician support that just got released, the uh, podcast that we just had, uh, our first podcast on was all about Dark Magician support, the combos that go into it, and uh, how much easier it is to turbo out uh, Red Eyes Dark Dragoon in that deck nowadays. Um, so the the card currently is sitting at, let me check here on Yu-Gi-Oh! prices because I haven't pulled up here. I think it was top 10 on the actual trending list, but I'd have to look. Um, so... It says, so it's actually not, it's like top 20, but it's going up 30%, and it's at $7.49. So I can only really expect that price to go up as more people start to adopt Dark Magician again and play it. Um, so I'm sure that card will continue to rise in price. Not too much, so I mean, maybe 10 11 12 bucks at the most. Uh, I would keep it right now just because, I mean, I think the Dark Magician support, if you're planning on playing something new, is really, really cool. It's really good. It's really recursive. Uh, if you want to sell it and make a quick buck, that's totally fine. But, I mean, if you've already got the core available and you just need to add the new support, those new support cards, I mean, you're going to have yourself a really good deck that might be meta-worthy if people play it enough. So, totally up to you on whether you want to keep it or not. Or, uh, sell what rarity it is it? Quick bucks. It's a maximum gold. Okay. So, that's a nice card yeah, for so no, it's not, pretty cheap. Yeah. It's a decent card, 100% a decent card. Um, it's just totally up to you what you want to do. So, uh, The next card I want to talk about, this is a card I actually really, really like a lot, and it's something I might be adding to my Synchron deck just because of the fact that it is a... Uh, it's basically a level 2 tuner, if I remember correctly. Oh, it's not. So it's not a level 2 tuner, but it's still a level 2 fodder that I can use in my Synchro deck. Uh, so it's a junk, It's called Junk Converter. Basically, it searches a Synchron monster that you could use. So before Jet Synchron was banned, a lot of people would use this to add it back and then get their Synchro play started. Um, I could use this in terms of Satellite Synchron to kind of get my TG Hyper Library and Abuse started off and drawing three cards. Uh, it's a great, great card. It um, basically allows you to discard itself, add a Synchron monster, and then you can target a tuner in your graveyard. Uh, if it's used as synchro material, so it's it's a pretty good card. Uh, on Yu-Gi-Oh prices right now, it's sitting at eight dollars, and you know it's it may or may not go up. I don't really know why it's increased too much. I can imagine it's probably seeing a little bit more play in the TCG, uh, as non-combo has been pretty heavy the last few months, and I'm sure people are trying to get back into the synchro combos and stuff like that, especially with the rise of Soul uh, Soul Sword and Jiang Liang, but. Um, it's a good card if you had it. I would, if you have it, I would try to see what you can use it to implement in your deck. It's a really cool, interesting card um, that if used right can actually make you go pretty plus uh, on your end. So totally up to you whether you want to uh, get it away or kind of keep it for your strategy. Uh, it's a great card, so I'm going to try to use it daily in my uh, in my new Synchro deck. So we'll see how it goes. Um, so yeah, those are the two cards that I got. Austin, what do you got going? Uh, so for my first one, it is... If you know me, I am a Blue Eyes White Dragon fanatic. Um, the legendary dragon is so powerful. <laughs> Engine of Destruction, virtually invincible. Very few have faced this awesome creature and lived to tell the tale. Anyway. The strongest vanilla, right? I think, strongest, yeah, it vanilla. strongest vanilla. At 3, it is indeed. Yeah, good. So one that I picked today um, is actually, of course, a Blue Eyes White Dragon. It is from the starter deck Kaiba. It is shifted 67%. So, I don't know why Blue Eyes is shifting so much. I mean, and I was looking at some of the other prices as well. Like, a lot of them, 50%, 50%, you know, 28%, and, like, 7%. So, they have a really, really good shift right now in a lot of different Blue Eyes White Dragon cards. Um, this one's not too crazy. It's an ultra rare um, from pack SDK E001. But it's sitting at about $13 right now for the card. 
So it, it's just an average ultra-rare blue eyes, but I, it's probably my favorite art is this particular one, also the Dark Side of the Dimensions secret art. It's also my favorite. Uh, the other one I have for today is uh, Time Wizard. So did that blue eyes increase, or where where was it at? It was increasing. Yeah, it increased. So it was a lot cheaper. I think it was mm, probably about half the Just price almost. Just that blue eyes support. Which wasn't yeah, great. It's compared crazy to and like bingo interesting to me, but sorry, go ahead. I mean Bingo Machine Go is even going up in price too. Which is a great card. That that, that um, deserves a separate podcast. Why the fuck is that card named <laughs> that? Bingo Machine Go. That's so <laughs> funny to me. Like what does it have to fucking do with blue eyes? Like, is that an anime reference I'm not understanding? <laughs> it's really great. Uh but yeah, we can talk about that at another time. But yeah, Time Wizard. Joey's crackhead card literally pulls it out of his butt and just destroys everything um hey it's not resolved that one, once <laughs> true yeah it's a really really great card to have uh let me see here well i don't know why isn't my thing working that is uh um, yeah, i saw time was got a garusa on there i was like jesus why is every yeah. weird cards going up in price yeah, I bet it makes me wonder if goat control is coming back in or something. You try to find Time Wizard? Uh, I think. Yeah, uh, it's the app's not working for me right now, which is kind of annoying. Um, here we go. Let's see. What was the one that I was looking at here? Oh yeah. So looks like here the super rare, uh, Duelist League Series One participation. Also, I was looking at Dark Beginnings. Um. But the retro pack super rare has literally gone up fifty nine percent. Averages about sixty six dollars. Lowest is about thirty five dollars. If you want something a little bit more affordable, the dark beginnings super rare has shifted seven seven percent. So it's sitting at about fifteen dollars right now. That's not bad. I mean, think about it. So, look at this. Like legendary duelist two, a common time wizard. It's almost like it's at its peak is about twenty dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean people will pay that though. Maybe not yeah. quite that much, but that's that's what people will pay, so um Yeah, you got anything else for on For no two reason cards, time No, I just I just thought it was weird for no reason that Time Wizard be would be shifting that much. Just out of the Yeah, blue. I'm not really understanding why it would be. I mean, maybe it's seeing more play in goat control or something. That's like the only thing I can really think of. I mean, maybe that's it. I don't actually know though. So um Maybe it's just the collectors are going out there and trying to pick up whatever cards they can, really. Yeah, that's probably what it is. I mean, Time Wizard's a pretty damn iconic card. It's Joey's staple that he almost always gets to work out, but mm-hmm. it's funny. I mean that the card is really, really good. It's just I hate that it relies on a tail or a head, so Yep. It's a coin flip card. It's either really good or really fucking bad. So yep. That's just how it is. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be our Market Watch segment for the uh, for this uh, version of the podcast, you guys. So uh, the, next to- the next topic discussion that we're going to have, and this is going to be the main topic discussion, is, again, is going to be a pretty in-depth one because I think it deserves a discussion. I think not necessarily that anything on here is a problem, but they all deserve their own kind of, uh, I guess you could say, input and kind of... Just a, a general consensus on where they stand in the meta currently and how they interact with certain decks and what they affect and what they don't affect. So hand traps and floodgates are really, really prevalent right now. Um, they define the meta and the format currently, and 
Uh, we're going to take a deep dive here and see what are the current meta decks of the format and then what current hand traps and floodgates affect those hand traps uh, or affect those decks completely. So it's going to be a longer discussion today, you guys. Hopefully you can tune in, but we did uh, do our research, put down a pretty impressive guide or a pretty in-depth guide on what you can look for for each deck if you're kind of doing some deck building around these decks and you want to know what to hit. Uh, I think it'll be a good enough guide. Again, not everything is included in here, so we don't have every single rogue deck. We don't have everything necessarily completely covered, but we do have what we would consider all of the meta decks. We have about 10 or 12 different decks here that we've covered uh, pretty in-depth going over their you know strategies and what they do and what gets hit and everything else. So um, yeah, hand traps and floodgates. Uh, we uh, are going to start off, we didn't really know exactly how to format this, but we just kind of want to go through uh, basically... You know, the current meta decks that we're going to be talking about, and then we'll go through the current hand traps and floodgates and how they kind of affect each one. So uh, the current meta decks that we currently have right now, and again, this is always going to be up for debate. Everything is tiered specifically depending on representation. So again, not super up for debate in terms of raw numbers, but, you know, rogue decks do represent a good 30 to 40 percent of a lot of topping events, usually in that little pie chart that you see online. So, <laughs> um uh, again, the, you know, a rogue deck can do a lot of damage if piloted correctly, but we're going to be focusing on probably the most represented decks currently, and even some from the past that are still really, really good and go in and out of the meta. So uh, the first deck is going to be Tri-Brigade. I think that's a pretty obvious one. You know, Tri-Brigade's kind of dominated the meta along with Drytron, Sky Striker, and all those other decks. Um, and they've, you know, topped a lot of events. It's a really good deck. Recurs a lot, you know, gets out a non-targeting banish almost every turn, you know, recurs from the graveyard almost immediately. It's a really, really good deck. Uh, we're also going to be focusing on uh, Drytron, Austin's favorite deck, a deck he is a pretty damn good master of, I should say, and knows what the hell he's doing about. So uh, we're talking about Drytron, we'll talk about Sky Striker, again, a deck that I fucking hate. <laughs> we'll talk about Eldritch, one of my favorite decks, you know, a deck that I currently play. We'll talk about Prank Kids, Invoked Shadow Dogmatica, a deck that kind of goes in and out of the format, but has been kind of here to stay. It's, it's never really a bad deck, but it's a deck that excels depending on how slow or fast and how control-based the format actually is. Um... We'll talk about Virtual World and the way it works because Virtual World, just like Prank Kids, is a very weird deck that some floodgates and hand traps just don't do anything against, and some are just absolutely devastating. So, again, one of those weird decks. We'll talk about Phantom Knight, which not necessarily meta relevant, but again, a lot of people have been playing them both on my locals and online. I see a lot of Phantom Knights nowadays just because Rusty Bardiche came off the ban list and it's uh, able to be abused in such a way nowadays, but. Oh yeah, we'll talk a little bit about Phantom Knights. Uh, Dragon Link, again, Dragon Link did get hit by the ban list pretty recently, but it's still it's still pretty meta-relevant, I think. The deck is still really good. So I included it in our list today, and we'll kind of go over if you're a Dragon Link player. What we're, I mean, if you're a Dragon Link player, you already know what hits you. So <laughs> uh, Nibiru. <laughs> uh, we'll also talk about Solomon Gray, and maybe throw in a little bit of Code Talker, just because uh, Austin likes Code Talker a lot, and he's a big fan of Code Oh, Talker, yeah. So <laughs> we may do that for sure. Um, so yeah, we're going to be basically breaking it down. We'll start off with uh, basically the Spell and Trap floodgates, uh, the ones that are kind of the big boys of the group and kind of really, you know, you flip them up turn one or you set them down turn one uh, or on your opponent's turn and they can kind of just lock your opponent out of doing a certain thing. So um, some of the ones that we'll talk about are going to be Skill Drain, Mystic Mine. Uh, I mean, actually, you know, we'll just go through each card and then what it hits because uh, we got a pretty big list that we're kind of referencing here, which, I mean, you have it, right? Yeah. You got your list ready? Okay, cool. Just wanted to make sure. Uh, so, yeah, we'll go through our list of each of each of the cards that we have on the list, and we'll, you know, talk about each deck and how it works and specifically what the card does. 
uh, its place in the format and if it's you know situational at best if it's something that you should really be using in your main deck or if it's something that you should be citing quite a few of um, so yeah we'll start off with the spells and traps first then we'll go into the uh, monster hand traps and the uh, monster negates and stuff like that so the first card we are going to be talking about today is skill drain uh, one of my favorite cards in Eldritch, it is such, such an oppressive card. I mean, I, I use it against you a lot, even though Drytron, it doesn't have a super, super effective hit against, it still does, it still does kind of fuck your shit up from time to time if you don't have a great hand, so, uh, Skill Drain's amazing. Basically what it says is, uh, it negates the effects of all, f all monsters on the field that are face up, so they can, their effects can still technically be activated, and any effect that is tributing for cost can actually still resolve under uh, under skill drain. A lot of people don't know that just because the effect resolves off the field in the graveyard by the time it leaves the field. Um, but regardless of that, it, it affects so many decks. So the tribute again, the tribute for cost monsters are the ones that are basically unfazed by skill drain. Exactly, cards like Planet Pathfinder, cards like. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of some other ones. Drytron? Cost. Oh, yeah, Drytron. Yeah, 100%. 100% Drytron. <laughs> you just got to hit that Beatrice and that, uh, that uh, what is it called? What's the other one? Fucking Verde and Aconda. <laughs> decided to be salty. They decided to be Mr. Salty. Um, yep. But, yeah, we'll go through each deck and see how Skill Drain kind of screws a lot of these decks against. Some decks it just doesn't really do a lot against, but some it really, really kind of destroys them. Uh, so, again, first deck, Tri Brigade. Tri Brigade's a great deck. I I do love Tri Brigade, but there are some cards that simply uh, simply fuck it over. And Skill Drain's one of the ones if you get it going first turn. Uh, they can't recur resources with Rescue Cat if they normal summon, which is big for them. So they can't you know they can't special summon their Fractal and their Kit uh, twice in the same turn. They basically can't do anything. Uh, their engine can't banish and summon, so Fractal can't banish or do anything like that on the field. They're basic. Basically, what's going to happen is until they start linking away each turn. They're going to be grinding really slowly on the field to get shit in their grave. And they're not going to be able to search Revolt unless they hard draw it off a of Bear Brum. So that deck just gets absolutely destroyed by Skill Drain if you're able to flip it up first turn and they don't have a negate either in the hand via non-inarchetypal spell or back row removal or, you know, just something else. It's just they, they kind of die to Skill Drain on the first turn, I feel like. Yeah, there's like, nothing they can, I, I mean, there's nothing they can really do. There's, I mean, like, they can activate the spells and stuff like that. Like, they can activate uh, Fire Formation, but other than that, it's like... Well, that just adds. It doesn't special summon, right? Yeah, no, it just adds. Yeah. <laughs> At that point, they're kind of they're kind of screwed, I feel like. So, I mean, I don't know. They would need to... And they, I mean, they would need to normal summon and then try and, like, go from there. But, I mean, even if they would need to get into a Link 2 by, via special summoning you know, with a spell, and that's about it. Other than that, there's really nothing else they can really do. And regardless of whatever happens, until they pop Skill Drain, Omen's not going to be able to banish. Rugal isn't going to be able to special summon. They're just not going to be able to do anything. They become, at most, 3,000 attack beat sticks on the field. So they don't pose much of a problem once Skill Drain's down. So Tri Brigade really kind of gets affected pretty hard uh, by Skill Drain. When it comes to Drytrons, though, um, <laughs> nice little nice little shift we have here, right? Now just to go into Drytrons, <laughs> uh, it, it can be fifty fifty. So I, to me, I mean, and I've I've used this card in Eldritch a lot versus Drytrons, and it is effective if they like. Here's the thing: if if Drytron gets a really good hand, they can play through Skill Drain pretty damn easily. So, Skill Drain and maybe a couple of uh, negations as well, like maybe even an Ash. Um, I say yeah, you can play through an Ash pretty pretty yeah. easily with a damn good hand. So. 
because um, the thing is they'd be they wouldn't be able to use like an imperm or a veiler because skill drain's already on the floor. So basically, they'd only really be able to ash me. Yeah, no, and even case. then, like the only thing that skill drain is really preventing in Drytron is the activation of Beatrice to send like an Eva to the graveyard, which is big, but it's still not enough to really stop them from recurring resources next turn and even ending on ultimateness or something like that. Fafnir and, hurts. Yeah, hitting Fafnir is the one that hurts the most because with when Fafnir is negated, it's just a one it's just a one light machine monster. Like you can't even get another one onto the field. So you're just sitting on that one and that just is ass. So it's always a risk to kind of go into Fafnir if you're playing a trap heavy opponent. Um like it's just the thing is like you have your hand trap monsters can still activate. So orange light, purple light, green light, they can all still pop off. Uh, your Drytron summons, they don't give a shit about skill drain because they activate from the hand and they special summon themselves in the graveyard via graveyard effects anyway. So the deck, 60% of the time, doesn't really give a shit about skill drain. I'm just going to be honest with you. Unless if you, I have... If you, I mean, unless you have purple light in the hand, which is practically close to none, you know, more than likely you're going to see an orange or maybe a green light. But other than that, like, I can't use... Um, I can't use most more specifically, which is even worse, is um, Diviner of the Heralds. Like I can't even use Diviner of the Heralds effect oh, to yeah, it, it does, send. I about that. To yep. send anything, like you know. So like, it does. It, it actually does do a decent amount to you. Yeah. On a on a bad day. My on only normal summon day. basically is Diviner of the Herald, and and if I can't use that, it's effect. It's basically just level two tuner, and I can't really. And even if that, like, it's still, you know, it. It it paralyzes really just like your end game stuff, but but as far as just like getting the resources to your hand, it can't it I mean skill drain doesn't do anything to that. Oh yeah, no. So I mean it, it does do some stuff to you, but I just feel like it's it's like an ash. It's like a if, if all they have is skill drain, you can probably work through that if you have a good enough hand. So yeah. Dry Drytron definitely is affected less than Tri Brigade by than by skill drain, but yeah, so that's that's Drytron when it comes to... You didn't have anything else to add on, on Skill Drain with Drytron, did you? Okay. So yeah, Sky Striker, another one I want to talk about. Skill Drain really doesn't do much to Sky Striker, man. Like, I... You know, it stops Hayate's direct attacks and prevents recursions with their other Link monsters when they get sent there to kind of send stuff from the deck. But it doesn't do anything against their back row. So they're still going to get out their Shark Cannons. They're still going to get out their Widow Anchors. They're still going to establish multi-roll and send Engage. Like... So I feel like Sky not, Striker is more of like a spell heavy, a deck. It is. It's very spell heavy. The only they don't actually, if I'm being honest with you, man, they don't really give a shit at all about skill drain. Like Hayate, yeah, you can't direct attack with it now, and it, it it's going to be really hard to, I guess. I mean, yeah, if they can't direct attack, then you you better hope that your opponent, like, you have to have a way to get into another because like all their shit is fifteen hundred, right? So. It definitely hurts the Hayate, but the rest of the engine can keep going, you know, especially with one engage. Like, it, like, I get, so yeah, they, they give a shit, a little bit of a shit about it, but I don't think it's, like, too much. Like, I don't think it's too much. So, I it's mean. It's not that effective, really. Yeah, it's not, it's not, su- it's not super effective, you know? It's not like a fucking, a water type getting destroyed by a leaf type. That's just how it is. Or a leaf. Did I say leaf type? Grass type. Grass type. Wow. <laughs> I said leaf type. It's, it's sorry, man. It's been a minute since I played the Pokemans. You know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> Pokemans. Um, see, that's Sky Striker with Skill Drain. Not a hugely effective card against it, but I guess it can work if you have it. So fucking flip it up. Why not? It's Skill Drain. 
Uh, with Eldritch, <laughs> I run Eldritch, and I use Skill Drain, and it's a card I want to see. So, I mean, we don't even have to really go much into this. It does nothing against Eldritch, like literally nothing. So the back row, the trap monsters, they activate as trap. They activate and special summons themselves as, as monsters, but they their, their effect still activates as a trap effect. So, like, they don't give a shit. Conk can um, pop it if you got Eldritch on the field. Eldritch can pop it. Yeah. From the hand, if you're playing against Eldritch, you're gonna have a really rough time. Depending on stop skill drain, Golden Lord from using its graveyard effects yeah. to get boosted. So like, it doesn't do sh- it. Like, like skill drain is literally a card I want to see opening hand with my Eldritch trap deck. Like straight up, <laughs> it's yeah. We, we Eldritch just does not care about skill drain. So yeah, enough enough of the Eldritch doesn't care. We'll, we'll move on from the Eldritch. <laughs> uh, prank kids, I think is actually I think it's really good against prank pretty kids. detrimental. Like. Yeah, it, like, Prank Kids, like, if you Ash or Valor, their first Prank Kids summon to, like, tribute themselves, or, like, not tribute, but, like, go into their Meow Meow, and then you stop the Meow Meow, like, that's usually it for them. So, yeah, they can sometimes play through stuff, but they run so many hand traps to kind of stop that. So, they they, they can they don't really play through a well-timed Valor, a well-timed Ash, and especially not a Skill Drain, because a Skill Drain is basically five Valors, if they try to go through their shit. So like, yeah, prank, I mean, kid, prank kids is not playing through skill drain. Like I'm and sorry. They have more happening. monsters than they do like spelling, spelling back, you know, spelling trap removal. So they, I, I know they do. It's, it's that one. I mean, turn, I mean, game one, if you flip up the skill drain on a prank kids, you more than likely win. Um, but if they're smart, then they're going to probably side in. I mean, if they're smart, then they'll side in the twin and, or, and or lightning. And they storm, depending they on the situation. Will. But yeah, I mean, being able to stop the first normal summon into the Link Monster is just like, it's pretty hard for them. Yeah, so that's, that's, uh, yeah, that's Prank Kids. Invoke Shadow Dogmatica. I think Skill Drain really fucks this deck pretty hard. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, I think so. It, it So it doesn't, yeah, it, it's pretty big, man. I mean, it stops Alistair from adding Invocation. It stops Ecclesia from adding Floridellis. It doesn't necessarily negate Floridellis' summon effect upon summon because it's an if-then effect while being in the hand, so Skill Drain doesn't do anything to it. It'll still be able to negate a monster's effect on the field if it's summoned, um, but that doesn't matter. Like, it still stops Shadow Monster flip effects and window while on the field, and it, and it, I mean, it doesn't stop overall graveyard recursion, but it's still very effective. Like, being able to basically shut down 80% of that splash deck is, is insane, so. I mean, do you think that they would be able to come back from, like, activating Magical Meltdown? I mean, I don't really think so, unless they have, like, unless they have the Shadow Fusion in their hand. I mean, the, all the, really, they're only going to get us out as a beat stick. They're not going to be able to get like any of the Shadal monsters, you know, they they're not going to be able to do anything um at all. Yeah, and they they don't have an archetypal removal for that. So like yeah. they can use super poly, but that's that's for monsters. So that yeah. does nothing to skill drain. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I I just think the deck and the funny thing is pure shadows actually might not care more because a lot of their stuff is graveyard reliant and a lot of stuff is recurring and add back. But, like, Invoked Shadow Dogmatica is what people play to be competitive. Like, people run the Alistair, you know, Shadow Dogma, Nadir Servant combo. And, flirt. I mean, I'm sorry, Skill Drain just completely stops that deck. So, um, yeah, I I like Shadows, and I like Dogma, I like Invoked, but Skill Drain kind of destroys that deck on a, on a good day. So, um... If I had... So, the next one that we want to talk about, uh, and, again, this is... 
we we don't always play these decks, but we've we've played them enough to where we know most of the combos and what they do. So, uh, Virtual World, I you know I have probably the least experience with this deck overall, but I know mostly how it works. And it's the problem with Virtual World versus Skill Drain. So here's here's what's weird. We we kind of had a discussion about this previously. It's like it, it all all of Virtual World starter monsters they activate in the hand. And then they recur in the graveyard. So they, they really aren't affected by skill drain. And it's skill drain can be removed on turn three by a searchable in archetypal black row removal in Chuchi. So they have a card in Chuchi that can destroy skill drain. The problem is if you flip that up turn two and they go into their full board, Clearwing Synchro's negated, Shen Shen's negated, Zhulkin's negated. You know what I'm saying? So they they just become big beaters at that point. And I'm you know, most of the people that run Skill Drain use it use it in a deck that they can at least somewhat kinda run, like Elbitch and Sky you know, you know, decks that can kinda not care about it. So like Virtual World, even though it doesn't care about it necessarily getting their board off, their final board cares about it. <laughs> yeah. So their final board can't do anything with Skill Drain on the field, unfortunately. So I, mean, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that or if you agree with me on that, but I mean, I think it affects them decently enough to where I could include it almost in the very effective category. Maybe not necessarily. I don't know. To be completely like, honest with you. The problem is that they no, can search so. Chuchi. Yeah, they can search Chuchi. So, like, right. it's going to get removed next turn. Yeah, I mean, if it, you know, skill drain gets removed, and if that's what, I mean, if they're smart enough, then they'll definitely go for the Chuchi out. I would, it's like, it's, it's not like super detrimental to them. Um, uh, I mean, I think that they have the power to work through it without any problems. Just kind of like, just kind of similar to Drytron, but not like almost the same. I think Virtual World against Skill Drain has a lot better success than Drytron versus Skill Drain. Yeah. If that yeah. makes sense. Mm-hmm. No, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I'll agree with you that. I think it's just probably just effective. Like, they can work through it pretty easily. If they, I mean, it's just, if anything, it, it slows down their engine. You know what I'm saying? It slows it down. Right. So. By a um, little bit, but not by much. Yeah. Just kind of like, mean, just kind of like dry trying how literally, like, you can get all the resources to your hand, but you can't really do anything with it after that. I mean, other, but other than virtual world, they can actually get something out, you know, and they can oh, pop yeah. it next turn, and then they have all their effects. But other than <laughs> yeah, that, in you know, virtual world non-negated is hard to get over, man. Like, it's just hard to get over. Um, so yeah, that's virtual world. Dra- Dragon Link is a little bit of a different story. So <laughs> the thing, and, and I, I, I play Dragon Link. So like, the the problem with Dragon Link is like, unless you have a perfect hand that's super graveyard reliant, you're probably not going to be able to go into even decent combo if Striker Dragon gets negated for going first by Skill Drain. So, like... I mean, they've already wasted their normal summon with Rocket Tracer. I know, I know. Well, sometimes, sometimes. Like, it really just depends. Like, you know, it it really depends on the hand you draw. But, yeah, most of the time... Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes you use your normal summon in Dragon Link, and sometimes you fucking don't for a long time. It's ridiculous. That deck is insane. But, like... It doesn't matter. Like with Skill Drain on the floor, they're gonna keep negating shit. So Dra- Dragon Link kind of just straight up dies to Skill Drain. Does Dragon Maid? Does Dragon Maid? Do they tribute for cost? Uh, I don't think they do, and that's not the combo line that you want to be going into anyway, because you don't want to be activating Dragon Maid's effect until it's sent to the graveyard to add back a tidying. If I think that's what you're asking. 
Yeah, because Dragon made. Because if you or you use the tiding the tidings effect, I don't know if tiding would be able to get rid of it. I mean, I'm just hypothetically yeah, no, they don't, speaking. They don't tribute. No, they don't tribute. It's just if they're sent to the graveyard, you can add. You can basically add a dragon mate, or if it's normal or special summon, you can add one dragon mate spiller trap from your deck to your hand. So like, okay, yeah. It's I was just, just hypothetically dragon speaking. Has so much recursion. What? Yeah. No, like it I said, matter. I, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just saying. I was just hypothetically speaking, and just you know, out loud. Oh yeah, no, hundred percent. I was just like trying to think about how, if they really had any other effects to go into. Um, just because like I, I play the deck, but I can't remember. I mean, there's the problem is with Dragon Link, you have so many different ways to kind of go into stuff that there's not any really set linear path depending on the hand that you get. So, um, Dragon Link's time is it no still more. dies to skill drain. Yeah, it's still, eh, dude, it's still good. Like it's, the scrap, they can't. Well, they can't do anything with the scrap if skill drain is out there. Any of the scrap stuff is like completely non-existent anymore. I'm not talking about yeah, but I'm not talking about this. I'm not even talking about. I'm just talking about pure Dragon Link. Like even with just Striker just going down to one and no LP, like you can still, dude. If you get a good hand and you don't get negated, you can still end on like a five negate board. Like it's still good. It's still good. It's just not. It's just the ceiling isn't insane. Like, gotta remember, LP was a free fucking special summon from deck, dude. It was ridiculous. Like, I mean, Jesus Christ. Um, so yeah, that's Dragon Link. Phantom Knights are a little bit different. Uh, Phantom Knights, again, is a, is a rogue-style deck, so it, it dies to a lot of the hand traps and floodgates that you're going to see in this in this list that we are, are talking about here, but basically... I would determine starters, Phantom Knights is rogue. I mean, I wouldn't really consider yeah, it meta, are. but it's like a rogue meta good, like, variant. Like, but the right pilot, they can they can top events, man. Like they have, I've seen them top events, but like like their starters just can't get the engine going if they're negated on, on the field. Like, yeah, they can do their... They can do their uh, what is it called their um, their graveyard recursion to like do stuff like that, but like it's not getting anywhere at that point. You're not going to end on Rusty Arts of DJ or a Dark Requiem X Xyz Dragon, right? Like it's just not happening. So yeah, they they kind of straight up die to Skill Drain too. I mean, a lot of the big combo decks kind of just straight up die. Because they're re- they're having to like, rely on all those monster effects, like upon special yeah. summon, upon normal summon, you know, it it it's skill drain. It, that's why it's considered probably one of the top best floodgates, is just solely for that reason, where it negates literally everything on the field, all the monsters on the field anyway. It's just so many decks can't run it without getting fucked by it. That's the problem. So, like Elder <laughs> it's a double-edged sword. Fine. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. So yeah, that's that. Uh, Solomon Great is the last one with Skill Drain. I this one's weird. Like it doesn't stop Spinny. It doesn't stop Jaguar's effect. It doesn't stop Gazelle's effect. It negates some of the starters, but really not all. Um, it has in- great success against the end board monsters, especially if they're trying to go into like an access code so it can't get boosted by three K. So you know it stops their Mirage Stalio. It stops a lot of you know they have the problem with with again with Solomon Great. Is like um, is like virtual world. They have an archetypal background removal to get rid of that card in roar. So if they get the roar out on the field, either hard drop first turn, or are able to search it, uh, they can just activate that card and remove the skill drain. So like I, again I, Solomon Great. It doesn't that they can still kind of work through a skill drain. Not not as well as some of the other decks, but they can still work through it if they have a decent enough hand. So I mean, Solomon Great is just again one of those decks that it doesn't really go anywhere. It's if piloted well, it can top events. It's a good deck, but it's just kind of weird. Like it doesn't have a ton it's of a top weird end power. Yeah, I don't it's, like it's it. It's just weird, man. I don't know. How, yeah, I don't, I don't personally. Know how I don't I feel like about it. it. It's it's really interesting. So um, 
But yeah, that's Solomon Great. Doesn't really die really at all to skill drain. They can work through it, I feel like. So uh the next card, I mean, do you have anything on the Solomon Great or not really? Mm-mm. Oh, I just think that it's great that I mean, you know, like you're really having to gamble a lot with with flipping a skill drain on a Solomon Great deck. I mean, they're still gonna be able to do what they need to do. Um a good portion of the time. So oh, that's, yeah, 100%. you know, you can't, it's like if you're running a deck that, that you need skill drain to be ran and that you can, I mean, I would say probably try not to rely on it. You know, you're, you, I mean, if you're going to have it, you better have those, you better have some type of, you might have, you need to have some type of a hand trap to not allow them to get their effects. Even though skill drain is on the, on the, on the floor. 100%. 100%. I agree. Yep. So the next card I want to talk about, I don't want to spend too much time on this because, I mean, I think you know which one it is. It's a double floodgate. It's really, really good. People fucking hate it. I hate this card. <laughs> Everybody does. It's just like most decks, I mean, let's be honest with you, it stops everything. So until the card we're talking about is Mystic Mind. So before we PTSD preface this. PTSD in a card. <laughs> the problem is, man, it's just it's a really good card right now. Like I know a lot of Yugi tubers have made videos saying, you know, so why would you play it? It's trash. Like it, if it resolves, right, and the deck is combo, or even a lot of their shit resolves around monsters, you've completely stopped the game. So now they have to draw the out. You know what I'm saying? They they have to either draw the out, they and they can't search it via monster effects because everything they possess in the graveyard and the hand on the field is negate is not negated. They just can't activate the effects. Like Mystic Mind is really good. Um, so yeah, we'll go through this list really fast because honestly, we have it down with a lot of the same text basically because Mystic Mind affects these decks a lot. It's either yeah. that it doesn't affect the deck or it affects it completely. So with Tri Brigade. Yep. They don't have any in archetypal outs. If that card resolves, they need additional back row to remove. It's very effective against them, and you can either stall it out or burn them if you're playing a trap-based deck like Eldridge or something, or you just need to sit on a little bit. Like Turn one, they're that, not going to have the out. I can guarantee you Yeah, that they're much. not going to have the out. They're not going to be able to do anything. Like People always think, well, oh, like King Kaliuga, just like if this card is Xyz summon, then, you know, negate. Omen's effect still can't activate if you use Revolt. So... They go into the revolt. They get out their omen. They're not going to be able to do anything. Oh, they like got Mystic the three K beat stick. But even if that, they're getting. They're still special summoning monsters. They still, like, yeah, they can do that. Be, but they still got to have yeah. the out, bro. They got to draw yeah. cosmic cyclone or twin twisters or whatever. Like, uh-huh. that's that's what I'm saying. And it's the same with Drytron. Like Drytron doesn't doesn't natively run the out. The only in archetypal they run, and this is not common except for this man over here that likes to play it, is green light. And again. That's only if you have it in the hand and you chain it on activation. Situational. So, I mean, yeah, realistically, it's situational. it's situational. So Drytron, again, it's not that the, none of these decks necessarily die to Mystic Mind, like because die would, you know, uh, entail a winning a winning position or like saying that you've topped or beat them. But like Mystic Mind does stop these decks from playing completely. So basically, like Drytron, they're gonna stop playing. Tri Brigade, they're going to stop playing. Those two decks, they stop playing under Mystic Mind. It's ridiculous. Like, they can still play. They just can't do anything to to basically advance the game state in a noticeable or progressive way. So, um, now when it comes to Sky Striker, that is a completely different story. I'm just going to say it right now. Mystic Mind doesn't do shit against Sky Striker. Yeah, because so, yeah, they, they run got it. A high, <laughs> yeah, if they got a Hayate on the field... 
I mean, yeah, it does stop it, you know, if they have a Hayate and they attribute it for cost of special summon, um, which they're not going to be actually able to do in any way under Mystic Mind, but they still have two ways of outing it and jamming waves and engage. So if they draw the engage and they activate engage to send jamming waves or... Uh, so actually, no, they only have one, technically one way. So it would be decent against them, but again, they run it when they want to sin on it. You know what I'm saying? So like that deck literally fucking runs Mystic Mine. It's definitely not an ideal card to use against Dry Sky Striker, and I guess it would work for a limited amount of time, but you're probably not going to have very much success with it. So yeah, I don't think Sky Striker really gives too much of a shit about Mystic Mine on a good day, but... Um, and that's the same with Elblich. Like, Elblich Conquistador can remove Mystic Mine, you know, it's, and it's searchable via Cursed Eldland and via, you know, your your destroyed back row removal or your destroyed trap monsters, so... Or your destroyed Elbixer spells and traps, so, like, you, you can get uh, a Mystic Mine removal in Conquistador uh, really easily. Like, it's super searchable. So you're not gonna have to worry about mystic mind like at all like it's literally elbitch plays and they maybe worry about it for maybe two turns you know what i'm saying because though they summon it summon it via scarlet sanguine right or or black awakening further like oh mystic mind goes on the field i'm gonna summon elbitch via it's via either black awakening or scarlet right and then next turn banish one of those two cards to get a conquistador to the field and the next turn activate conquistador really? to mystic mind like that's all it is so, it doesn't stop it at all, because yeah, because because that monster, because Conquistador is a, technically a trap first, monster second. Trap effect. Yep. 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 It's it's really good, man. Um. So, that's Elbitch. Prank Kids again, just like Tribrigan and Drytron, they don't have any in archetypal outs. They need additional back row to remove that card. So, until they draw the Cosmic Cyclone or the Twin, or the Imperial Order, they're sitting. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's nothing sitting. they can really do at all. They're sitting. Uh, again, man, all these decks. Invoked invoked Shadow Dogmatica. No in archetypal outs. Needs additional back row to remove. Very, very effective. And and again, some of these decks actually technically do have in archetypal outs, but it's nothing that you're gonna see in any of the meta decks. It's nothing you're gonna see because a lot you can look at any of the deck lists and most of them don't like you're never going to see Dogmatica, a Dogmatica deck, running Dogmatic Anality or Dogmaticality or whatever the fuck that. Phoenix never, I've never called. seen even the top. Never, nobody like, locals runs or regionals. Cards. Yeah, it's at a good all, card, period. but nobody, nobody's going to run it. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's running that shit because it's not a supplemental part of the engine that can either be searched well it's or too gotten. situational. It's way too situational, exactly. So you're not going to see these in archetypal outs for these multiple decks. So that's why we have those put down for specific decks. Again, same with Virtual World. No in archetypal outs. They need a, a cosmic cyclone or a twin twisters to do anything, which is again why mine is so oppressive. Same with Phantom Knights, same with Dragon Link. <laughs> and like that's almost like what? That's like almost six slots that they would need to like if they're even citing it. That's even if they're even like most of these meta decks oh, are yeah, even yeah. citing. Like oh, like yeah, some of them some of them I know for a fact are probably going to be running twin twisters. Um, some of them only run one twin and one harpies, though, man. Yeah. Some aren't running three forms of back row. People aren't maining. People aren't maining those cards, and even if that you you're gonna have ways to protect Mystic Mine on the field, you know, if you if you're you running Mystic Mine, um, but it's still, it's like they're, you know, like most of the decks I've seen, it's just like mostly monster effects on the field, monster effects in the graveyard, and hardly like, and a lot of people like. You know, they might be running Solemns, like Judgments, maybe not even that much, but mostly Strikes, because it's all the special summoning. So, 
they're gonna have to they're gonna have to they're gonna have to swoop that game one if they don't have the out. Or you know, and then like maybe consider think like maybe win game two. That's if they have the out. But I, it's very high. It's like highly unlikely that like if if you're running Mystic Mind in a Mystic Mind heavy deck, you're you have very good success. Yeah, people need to start realizing that even though it's a salt farming fucking deck, like it. It works. If you have all the pot cards, you're going to win a lot of games if you have Cauldron of the Man and you're sitting on three Dark Bribe and three Solemn Judgment. The deck is really fucking good. Um, at least in my opinion. I think it is. But yeah, again, Phantom Knights, Virtual World, Dragon Link, they are all decimated by Mystic Mind. So that card destroys those decks completely. Solomon, great. Uh, it's Again, it's not... I put it as very effective. Because, like, they can out it with Solomon Great Roar, but the problem is it's non-searchable with Mystic Mind Live. So, if they can't search it via one of their monsters, either recurring it in the graveyard to send or whatever, and they don't, or they don't open with the Roar, it's just as devastating as all these other decks. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. if they don't open Basically, with that specific if you're, if you're... If you're running, if you're going to, if you're a turn two activation of Mystic Mind, you better have a way to quick effect negate and destroy. Like negate activation and destroy it. Otherwise, like you're going to be sitting unless you have the out. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like it's the the card is is ridiculous. Honestly, Mystic Mind is such a fucking ridiculous card. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's Mystic Mind. I think a lot of people know the history behind that card and know why it's so good, but I mean, Mystic Mind is just, it, it really doesn't need any introduction or any conclusion. We'll have to see how long it's going to survive the ban list. Most people don't think it's going to survive for very long. I think Konami wants to keep it in, but we'll just have to see. So, I mean, you don't have any thoughts on that, do you? <laughs> I'm just curious. Cause I know uh, you hate, I, have, I know you I hate have... the card. I have many, many negative thoughts about Mystic Mind and how much I absolutely despise the card with a burning passion just because of how salty it makes me feel when I play it. Like, it's... it. Unfortunately, I have to give it credit, you know, where credit's due on that card. And I just think that since it doesn't get enough play... Like, and it's not, it's not topping enough events that Konami is watching for them to be like, hmm, this is weird. Why is everybody running this card? Just kind of like Dragon Link, you know, like they saw that, they saw that it was just, they, they weren't benefiting enough from it. So therefore they're, they're just like, yeah, no, I think it's going to stay off the ban list for quite some time unless it becomes an absolute problem where it prevents konami from progressing any further and i don't think it's gonna become a problem like i don't think people are gonna pick it up enough to play it so and i could unless they unless unless they unless they literally just want to win by the most lamest game ever and literally it's like playing solitaire or go made or go fish or whatever hey bro i won with the mystic mind though like that shot draw one pass draw one pass draw one pass draw one pass and pray to god that you hope that you have some type of or open the cosmic cyclone and and the possibilities of your opponent maining those twin twister cards is very very unlikely very unlikely. Yeah, I mean, some people now in the format are maining them just 
because of revolt and shit like that, but it's not very many people. You're not going to encounter a maimed uh, Twin Twisters very often. Mystic, so. Mystic Minds players, that's a, like a, oh, crap. I'm playing one of the you guys. <laughs> right, right. Oh, great. Right. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's Mystic Mine. Uh, so the next one, this one I want to talk about, I think this one's a great, great card I had to do. Like, I already knew how the card worked, um, and I already knew, like, really what a lot of the decks that it hit. But again, I wanted to just make sure that when we go over these each of these cards that we're kind of giving you an idea so you can kind of know uh, with this meta what exactly to hit. Uh, just because all these cards are very specific in the... Uh, in the specific type that they do hit. So uh, the next card we're going to be talking about is Dimensional Fisher. And what Dimensional Fisher does, it's a continuous magic card or a continuous spell card. And it basically says uh, any monster sent to the graveyard is banished instead. Um, and with Dimensional Fisher, like a lot of different decks are affected pretty, pretty heavily by that card. Uh, so Tri Brigade, it prevents its engine from recurring. You know, anything that's getting banished instead basically can't activate its effects because it would get banished instead. Or actually, I don't know if it can activate its effect if it's getting banished. Like, I, can Fractal, like, regardless of what happens, and I, I don't actually know. Like, if, if you have the I mean, if it, on the floor <laughs> and Fractal I mean, send, like, like Kit send, like Kit send, you know what I'm saying? Like, Kit effect to send Nerval right from the deck to the graveyard does it just get banned like, can you activate the effect and it just gets banished or like can you not activate it because it would be sending to graveyard instead like i feel like you i think if even... it goes directly to if, i think if it goes directly to being banished i don't think the effect works it has to go to graveyard first and then be banished but the that, that's what i thought is, so they you can't they if, can't if, even if, activate if, it. if you're just going to send anything to the graveyard regardless if whether it be from hand or deck it's just going to go straight to banished anyway and therefore it's just like you activated the card's effect successfully and then you just banished those cards for nothing yep yep 100% like i i feel you like you just the banished effect. yourself cuz i played it online and i'm like i don't think it allows them to activate anything it just fucking stops them so like yeah, they they don't have Tri Brigade doesn't have an out to that. They have to have additional non in non in archetypal removal to out that card, and it's continuous. So like, they're doubly fucked unless they open something to out that. Uh, it's the same with Drytron. It prevents Drytron monsters from activating in the hand uh, because they would basically, yeah, they their fairy monsters can't activate their effects uh, in the graveyard or from the deck or on the field. They you have can no still tribute ability. for cost, but you're still banishing. I mean, at the end of, at the end of it. It's yeah, you're like, not going to be able to get just, them back. No, you're not. So they're they're going to go straight to the banish, <laughs> and they're not going to special summon. Basically, even like if I have three Drytron monsters of different kinds, I mean, I get everything to the hand, but everything is banished and nothing special summons. So you're you're basically going to be relying on that Medionis to special summon, you know, like you're. I think really the only way that Drytron can get over that dimensional fissure is if they ritual summon um either um ultimateness with um ultimateness with draco nids or draco nids with ultimateness because that's literally your only way that you're going to be able to do that and you're going to have I mean, to you're get still heavily limited by that point if you can even get yeah. to that point in the first place yeah i mean draco nids effect doesn't even days doesn't even work because you have to banish drytron monsters to pop face up things you basically would just have a 4k beat sick or a 2k a 3000 defense monster i mean that that would be literally the only play and if you negate it i mean there's nothing you can do and that's pretty much gg from there for for drytrons with just that one card 
See, it's cards like these that make me feel like Dimensional Fisher and like fucking, uh, what is it called? Um, Flunderies is going to be insane, but I mean, I could be wrong. Like I said, you think it's not going to be meta. I think it's going to be meta, but Dimensional Fissure. I mean, if you see, if it sees more play, then I think Flunderies will get a lot of play time because, because people Flunderies just... can run that card with no problem. They yeah, can they can. Med- it's basically like Skill Drain and Eldritch, you know, it's together. It's ridiculous. I mean, it, or like you could do Megaliths, not Megaliths, but uh, Metaphys. Oh yeah, yeah. Metaphys yeah. with, mm-hmm. with that card. But I mean, other than that, I mean, there's really like most of the meta decks just really don't have. I mean, you're just getting rid of all your resources. No, yeah, we're gonna go through all these, and like, I mean, this is the one one of the one cards we have where like, if you go through the whole list we have, it stops everything. So like, yeah, again, that's besides Mystic Mind, yeah, we, well, yeah, no shit. I mean, fucking a Mystic Mind is just fucking rules all. Um, <laughs> but Sky Striker, I mean, they can't get their engine started. They they can't recur striker cards with engage. They can't use their normal summon to get it special summon it back if like their high or their like Shizuki or whatever gets destroyed. Like they they just they Sky Striker gets doubly fucked by Dimensional Fisher. Like hard. Anything that really banishes right now in this format, man, is is really good. Really, really good. So I mean I don't have do you need anything else on Sky Striker? It just fucks them. So yeah, I mean same with Elvich. I mean I hate to say it, but I mean, if you put that down first go against my deck, I mean, I'm not gonna be able to banish anything because everything's gonna get banished already. I it cuts off my snowball effect, so I'm not gonna get, be able to recur those cards back. Uh, you know, my I mean, you might be able, be able to destroy to... it with Eldritch, but it's Eldritch is still gonna get banished in in the process. Yeah, but th- that's only if I open with a good hand because Dimensional Fisher cuts off the grind game completely. So, like, I can't do anything with that card on the field, man. Like, I can't do anything. So, like, it, Dimensional Fisher fucks me. It's the same with Prank Kids. Like, it stops their graveyard recursion with their Prank Kids monsters. They can't reliably set up next turn. They just can't do anything with that card on the field. Like, same with Invoke Shadow Dogmatica. Invocation can't activate to banish at all. Servant can't send to add. So, Nadir Servant's not going to be able to send Elder Entity Antos to banish. You know what I'm saying? So, its effect won't even pop off. Uh, the Shadow cards can't recur in Graveyard, so App Cologne doing its effect is not going to work at all. Uh, honestly, a Dimensional Fisher fucks Invoked Shadow Dogmatica hard. Like, <laughs> yeah, really, really, really bad. hard. It hits every engine really fucking hard. <laughs> so, like, they, they literally cannot play uh with that with that card and i mean again all these decks get fucked by it virtual world their starters can't activate their effects to send a graveyard so they're stuck with a a handful of bricks that can't do anything unless they normal summon and get one fucking monster again they have no graveyard recursion because nothing's going to be in there it's all going to be banished instead anyway so they're not going to be able to get their virtual world cards back next turn at all it just it it's destroyed all these decks so far Phantom Knights, again, same story. No graveyard recursion completely from any of their starters. It slows down their engine entirely, like completely. It just grinds it to a halt. So they're not going to be able to get out Bardiche. They're not going to be able to get three level five light monsters out on the field to go into their Dark Requiem XZ's dragon. It's just not going to happen. Um, it's not happening today, boys. Yeah, <laughs> Dimensional Fisher is a absolutely... There's a reason it's limited to one. There's a reason it's limited to one because at three... Every deck has to build around it. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, if Dimensional Fisher was at three, it might be mandatory to run back from removal in the main deck for a lot of these decks. So, 
Because, I mean, it stops Dragon Link, too. It, you know, Wyver Burster and Collapse of Servant, no graveyard recursion. Rocket Effects, no graveyard recursion. Absurouter can't pop off because it's banished instead. And so many others, man, like Levian Ear, can't special summon itself because it's already banished. Like, it destroys Dragon Link com- completely. And again, it's the same story. If we, I mean, I could keep saying the same thing for the next 50 minutes. Like, Solomon Grave gets destroyed too. It stops any and all graveyard effects and any recursion they get. So, I mean, they're not doing much. Dimensional Fisherman is just really powerful. Like, it's it's really, really good. It's an unbelievable card. Um, I hope Konami... And, and you know, Flunderies is pushing it. I think they actually realized how powerful Flunderies is if it gets going. Because if you don't hand trap it turn one, they're going to abuse all these cards out the fucking ass. Oh, so, God, yes. Like... It's, it's gonna be you're awful. Gonna not I'm be gonna, able to play I'm gonna hate them. it. I'm gonna hate it. Yeah, it's uh, I mean that's dimensional Fisher. The other card that I want to talk about, and it's kind of in the same vein as this, is Macrocosmos. God, and yes. What's crazy uh, about Macrocosmos? We didn't. I didn't even put another entry on this, just because basically, it does the same essential thing as dimensional Fisher, except it's any card. So yep, like, any card. Any, yeah, any card like Dimensional Fisher is just <laughs> is just monsters, but Macro or is Macrocosmos just monsters or is it any card? I think, uh, yeah. So Macrocosmos is any card. So it's just Dimensional Fisher on fucking crack, man. Like that card. It's a dimension. Like, it's a the dimensional shifter. It's a dimensional shifter, literally, but in a trap. Yeah, it form. shut. Yeah, in continuous in continuous form, and it yeah. shuts down spell trap recursion as well. So Solomon Great, you're fucked. Virtual World, you're fucked. Invoked Shadow Dogma, you are doubly fucked. Drytron, Drytron. you're screwed. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like they're all, they're all fucked. <laughs> so again, fucked. Yeah, I mean it's just the problem is there's there's not really a deck man, except for maybe you know Numerons and shit because they just like to spam out shit and then like not give a fuck where they go. <laughs> yep. So they could maybe run it. I don't run it. I'm thinking about it. This next card, I do run. I run two of them in my floodgate <laughs> deck. So this card right now is so timeless. I It's never going to go away. It's been errated about 50 million times, but it is so, it's so fun at locals, man, to plop this card down after getting out like, because like I'll sit on like, you know, a four material Opelousa and Mega Clops with like a set solemn judgment and a solemn strike and like a, there can be only one. And then I plop down that Necro Valley, and it's just like, mm. <laughs> Dude, it is Necro so Valley hard is to get around Necro Valley. I mean, like it's still, it's, <laughs> it's like so it's good. not super oppressive. Where it, but I mean, it sometimes it can't. I know it's like it, like it seems like on paper that it's not super oppressive, but like it doesn't. It really That's what's is. Crazy but about I, it. I mean. You really, really, really have to like the only way that you're going to be getting over Necro Valley is if you got Nightmare Phoenix. Other than that, and that's if you have a good hand to special summon, normal summon, get in Phoenix, and then discard a card that and you if probably you're even need. Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people do, but like a lot of people don't. You know, yeah, it's like a half. It's like a fifty-fifty chance, man. Like, I, I just Necro Valley, and what we're gonna go through every day because some decks it actually doesn't. I mean, I'm looking at it now, and it actually looks like it affects every deck on the list. But I'm gonna, we're gonna just go about. through each one. So, it, yeah, I mean, the card literally. So, I mean, if if I read the current, I'll just read the current card here, just because. Yeah. I think. Read it's, it. I think it's. Worth Let it everybody reading. know what the necro of the valleys 
does. Because if you have an older version, it might not say this. Um, but again, the current errata, they all basically count, basically. So, But the, the current errata is really fucking strong. And the first couple effects don't really matter. The first effect doesn't matter. Everything else is really, really important. So all Gravekeeper's monsters gain 500 attack and defense. That's cool if you run Gravekeepers. And your Gravekeepers monsters aren't affected by Necro Valley, which is pretty cool. Right. So, which is why Gravekeepers was one of the best decks back in like 2015, 2014. Not anymore. Not anymore. But the card, cards in the graveyard cannot be banished. So boom, Tri Brigade, you're done. <laughs> uh, you can use your Revolt, but you're still not going to be able to banish for a little bit. So you're getting stopped turn one. And yeah, they get yeah they can still go into revolt turn two, but you're still stopping a lot of their recursion. You're stopping their engine cold. Uh, this was the next one that's really really important. Actually, this is no. So I take that back. I just take back the last ten to fifteen seconds of what I said. <laughs> Ignore what I just said, because the next effect, the next effect that this card has doesn't let them use revolt at all. So nope. negate any card effect that would move a card in the graveyard to a different place. So revolt can't even activate under Necro Valley. So, I mean, I think it negate. The, well, you can still activate Revolt. The only thing is that it'll just negate. Oh yeah, it'll it. like negate can, it. So yeah, you can I activate mean, it, but it'll negate. Yeah. It. <laughs> because, I mean, that's uh, what you. I mean, that's what you can on and on on uh on online anyway. I mean, you can still activate it, but you're just basically wasting a Revolt for it to get negated. But I mean, if you're at locals and stuff like that, I mean, you're not going to be able to play it. I mean. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. You're not going to be able to play it through. It you would be smart not to, it. unless you got rid of Necro Valley first. Right, and then again, if you're playing like something like Zombie World, Elvich people get cry when they see this card because negate any card effect that changes types or attributes in the graveyard. So, you know, Zombie World yeah. just kind of falls apart when this card gets activated. <laughs> it's pretty fucking funny, man. Um, I know. I mean, I mean, I could be wrong. Maybe Necroval, and it just oh God, just yeah, F's so like, Drytron. I mean, like literally, it does. literally, it does. like. It's, I mean, it's basically like you might as well just banish the Drytron cards altogether. Like if you're act, because it just doesn't do. You can't do anything. Yeah, because you can't summon you your Drytron monsters. You... you contribute, but you can't get them back out. Your fairy types can't use graveyard recursion. So Natasha and well, Benton you can't even use them shit. in the graveyard either, too. So you can't even like tribute stuff from your hand. Uh, I mean, yeah, you can tribute stuff from your hand, but then you can't just then you can't literally do anything after that. Other than yeah, your, that, your engine grinds to a halt. It's it's super super effective against Drytron. It's the same with Tribal Gate. It stops Revolt. Yeah, it, <laughs> I know you do. That's why I run to God. Why are we talking about these floodgates? Like literally, like dude, because they're that good. I mean, they're honestly, that oppressive, dude. I mean, I know. I can't. I can't tell you how many times I've sat on Necro Valley plus Star Usian sat back row and won the game. Like, it's yep. Necro Valley's that good. If they don't have the immediate out to it, it's 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 gonna be hard to come back from. If you're so. playing a casual player with the with the Necro Valley, I mean, there's they're not the the casual player is not going to have any sort of a fighting chance to even get around that, unless you know maybe they have like I don't I don't know like the Nightmare Phoenix. Literally, you just need the Nightmare Phoenix to get rid of it. But like you're having to waste resources on a Nightmare Phoenix, which I absolutely get so irritated by. If I have yeah, to, yeah, because waste... you're not going in a full combo after using Nightmare Phoenix. It's just a fact. Nope, nope. There's no way. That's that's it's it's honestly ridiculous. So, um, Nightmare Phoenix is a minus one in my personal opinion. That's you know, <laughs> it's like a like you have to like if you have to you play it then play it. But other than that, it's like literally gonna do me no good in the end of it. Especially especially have like a super oppressive like monster board where they can just negate it altogether. Oh yeah, no no, I hundred percent agree. So yeah. 
we'll do a couple more cards and we're going to take a short break here just because we've been talking for almost an hour on just this one subject alone. So we're going to definitely get through it. It'll be a longer podcast for you guys. So a lot of stuff you can kind of screw around with. But uh, yeah, so the next card that we have here besides Necro Valley is Summon Limit. Um, Actually, before we we go to Summon Limit, let's just talk about, uh, because we didn't really go through all of Necro Valley's stuff that it affects. So like Sky Striker, Mm -hmm. I mean... Shuts down Sky Striker, stops Engage, stops uh, stops Ray and other starters. No spell or graveyard recursion. It's just really, really effective against yep. uh, against Sky Striker. Uh, Eldritch can't banish any of their cards for recursion. Golden, Golden Lord can't summon himself. Conquistador can pop, but that's only if you open with an Elixir of Black Awakening or a uh, Sanguine that you can get out next turn. So it's still going to take yep. a second for it to pop. It's it's still pretty effective against it, though. Ne- Necro Valley can fuck Eldritch for a few turns if they don't have the immediate out. So, uh, Prank Kids prevents mass graveyard recursion. They can't special summon their prank monsters anymore. It just slows their engine to a halt. It's super, super effective. Uh, it's the same with Invoked Shadow Dogma. Uh, they can't recur any of their Shadow spells, so all that shit is staying in the graveyard. Uh nor can yeah. they add it. You know what I'm saying? Invocation cannot banish to, to fusion summon or whatever. So invocation becomes dead. Uh, the dogmatica engine doesn't give a fuck, but <laughs> it's still very effective against the deck because if you're only relying on the dogmatica engine to get your stuff started, you're not going to win the game, especially if it's only one third of your engine. People Absolutely. run a very small dogma engine. So if everything else is getting shut off by Necro Valley, you're kind of fucked. Um, yeah. Again, same with Virtual World. It prevents mass graveyard recursion and slows engine to a halt. It's it's just really, really effective, man. Uh, Phantom Knights, again, same thing. Prevents partial graveyard recursion, but can still get off boards. So, like, they're able to kind of get... Like, they can still get off boards because a lot of their stuff kind of special summons from hand, and they can go through a few things, but they're not going to get off a board of Rusty Bardiche plus Dark Requiem Exodus Dragon. So, again, yeah. Necro Valley is going to no destroy... Way. A lot of these decks completely. Same with Dragon Links. Uh, they can't use Absorouter. They can't use Levineer to summon themselves to summon itself. It just it shuts off that deck completely. Uh, same with Solomon Great. Everything that goes through their graveyard stays there. They have a lot of graveyard recursion, and a lot of their monsters kind of rely on the graveyard to either send their spells and traps or get stuff back. Uh, it's just super super effective. Necro Valley is insane in this format right now. Honestly, it's if mm-hmm. you, a lot of decks can't run it, but if you can. You, you gotta run it. The card's that good. Especially when you have about six different ways to search it or so. I mean, honestly, it's more like eight or nine with all the spells and traps that are available for those field spells. Yep. So, um, yeah, we'll go through one more and then we'll take a quick break. So, I want to talk about this one just because I really, really, really like this card in Eldritch. It's such a good card. And I think it just shuts off so, so many decks. Not every deck, because some decks don't fucking care, especially non combo decks, but. A lot of decks get destroyed by this. So Summon Limit, uh, oh, absolutely God. ridiculous card. No player can summon more than twice in a turn. So <laughs> really, really oppressive card against Tri Brigade. They can't summon past their Fractal or Kuros. It's super, super effective. So they're not going to be doing any spell searching. They're not going to be doing anything. They're going to sit on a Fractal and fucking pass their turn, and that's going to be it for them. Even if you get so, out two monsters, you can't Nightmare Phoenix it away. I know, That's yep. three. Yep, that's three there. So they're done. They're done there. It's the same with Drytron. They can't summon past the first two Drytron monsters. The most they're either going to end on with is one Drytron and a Link Uribo or two Drytrons on the field at most. That's going to yeah. be it for them. So they're not doing anything either. 
Uh, Sky Striker, I literally put, doesn't give a shit, LOL. <laughs> yeah, Sky Striker does doesn't not. give a fucking shit about Summon Limit. Like, because they probably... Okay, well, I'm not, I'm not going to lie about this. Sometimes they'll do that weird thing where they'll go, they'll go like Ray into Shizuki, Shizuki Tribute or something like that. Like, they'll keep stacking and stacking to, like, get the effects. But they don't do that all the time. Like, most of the time, they're just summoning once or twice and then, like, setting their back row. So, yeah. Sky Striker does not give a shit about the summon limit. Same with Eldritch. They don't really care. Like... They do sometimes if they're trying to end the game and they're trying to go in big, but most of the time, Eldritch is like, oh yeah, I've got a Golden Lord, let me summon Joaquero slash Conquistador slash Guardian and negate slash change your attack slash banish your shit, you know? So, <laughs> Eldritch doesn't give a fuck about summon limit, like, at all. Um, prank Kids, again, unbelievably effective against Prank Kids. If, oh, if yeah. you can stop the summon after Meow Meow, that's, that's, they're done. After Meow Meow, they're not doing anything. So they can't get anything gonna, more than that. Good luck, buddy. Yep, they're going to sit on a Link 1, and that's it. Uh, the Invoked Shadow Dogmatica doesn't really give a shit. The Invoked Engine suffers a bit, but generally doesn't give a shit either. Uh, invoked, yeah, you can't get off your Macabas, but... The shadows, shadows have never been knowing known for doing a lot of summons. They usually rely on getting their uh, shadow fusion or like their schism to the hand, and they just fusion summon via that effect. So they're not, they don't summon a lot in a turn, like really at all. Same, same with Dogmatica. The most you're going to be doing is getting out Ecclesia, and that's one summon, and then maybe using Flordellus to negate a monster's effect on the opponent's turn. So that already accounts as the next turn anyway. So. Invoke Shadow Dogmatica actually doesn't really give much of a shit about Summon Limit. <laughs> right. Which is funny. Uh, with Virtual World, that's different. Virtual World can't play with Summon Limit on the uh, on the floor. They're not going into their synchros. They're not recurring shit. They're not doing anything. So until they pop Summon Limit, Summon Limit is screwing over Virtual World completely. Uh, it's the same with Phantom Knights. They can't summon past their second extender with no extra deck access. They're, it's just super effective against them. I mean, you're going to find out, man, that a lot, and I think you know this too, all those big common decks, combo decks basically die to any spell or trap that limits summoning. So yep. if if you can get your deck to be lim- if you can get a deck to be limited in their summons and they're a combo deck, you've already progressed so much in winning that certain game. So uh Yeah, unfortunately. I mean summon limit is really, really hard. I mean you really gotta play your cards right to even remotely try to get around that. To even get a decent you know, a decent thing out like I mean, the only thing that I can really think of off the top of my head is the, I mean, is Drytron. I mean, like, as a Drytron player, I mean, even though, yes, it prevents me from getting, like, my resources, if I have the resources already in my hand opening turn against it, then yes, I do have a way. But other than that, absolutely not. Like, it's like a, it is a very, very slim chance that I'm going to have a Drytron monster. Meteonis Drytron and a ritual monster in my hand, like summonable to get rid of it. Yeah, it's it's just it's so hard to get over. So yeah, those will be very slim. Yeah, it is. It's super, super slim. Most decks just don't have an ability to do it. So we've talked about seven or eight cards. We have about seven or eight left. So we're gonna take a small little break here, you guys. We've again we've been talking almost an hour, a little bit over an hour actually now. So 
Uh, we assume you guys probably want a little bit of a break like we do. So we're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, we'll be uh, focusing on the rest of the floodgates. We only have a few more spell and trap removal card or spell and trap floodgates to deal with. And then we'll be going into the monster effects and the monster negate hand traps uh, right after this. So, yeah, we'll take a quick break. and We'll be back with you guys in a, sec uh, in a second. <laughs> in a second. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> 